professional rodeos. His father, a Hall of Famer. He soon should be a Hall of Famer, but he's probably to told too many people to F off. <laughs> Correct. One of the pioneers of production in all areas of Western sports, Mr. Tommy Joe Lucia. Yay, round of applause, everybody. And, and that was, for those of you who don't know, when, when, Tom, when his dad, Tommy, would rear the dog with, with the monkey. Tommy Joe, this one will make him stand. But I, the Telling the announcer, don't tell him to stand, but tell him to stand. <laughs> he told me one time when he was working a rodeo, and he goes, <laughs> I'm just starting out. And so, like you, he's a in, very intimidating guy. Uh, and he says, well, I'm using this dog, so don't do that. He's not going to stand up. He's not going to rear up. So don't play this song. Play this song. So we get to the end of the act. The dog rears up. I play the song he told me to rear up, and he was – MFing me from the arena, well, and I could see it all over his face. He <laughs> give you, he give you that look. Oh, just he yeah, was so. And I, I went know, up to him. I said, "I go, Mr. Tommy, sir. I said you told me not that you weren't going to use. I changed, <laughs> and oh. that's your fault, boy, <laughs> <laughs> rookie, <laughs> punk. I wish you would have done like on Full Metal Jacket when the dude messes up and the drill instructor comes over and he goes, choke yourself. Right <laughs> <there>. <laughs> <laughs> you, you remember that? Tommy Joe, tell us a little bit. I mean, for the, for people that know it, give us a little background about well, about you, your family and rodeo, and it's a it's a great family. Like Hambone said, a lot. You guys have done lots of stuff for a long time. We have. My dad started out in the streets of Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the mob, and uh, so his, his mother decided to get him out of the mob and took him to Phoenix, Arizona, where he hooked up with a guy named John Tatum and started fighting bulls. And they fought bulls, and he was a gold card member and was a clown, an NFR clown, and specialty act of the year. And he took all, he had lots of kids, so he had lots of slaves <laughs> to do the stuff. Uh, I was the original Tommy Lucia slave. Um, and we've been on the road, we were on the road. I started clowning at three years old. My first rodeo was the Phoenix Rodeo of Rodeos, which they don't have anymore. Nope. Nope. Um, the Phoenix Rodeo of Rodeos. I remember a, uh, I went in the barrel, and a guy by the name of Wick Teth grabbed my hands to take me out of the barrel. I don't know how old I was, probably three, and I thought he broke my wrist. <laughs> so when he set me down, I was crying, and I ran out, and I bowed, and I was crying, and Dad wasn't happy about that. But I, you, have you ever seen pictures of Wick Teth? Yeah. He's a scary dude. Yeah, He, he wasn't a scary dude. He was like the... You weren't even born. Yeah, but how do you know, pictures. Rump? I've Did seen he ever grab you by the wrist? Yeah, he didn't grab you by the wrist, Rump. Look, these wrists are tree trunks, okay? You're not, you can break the crap out of my legs, and it's been proven they snap easy, but wrists, <laughs> not so much. Only a zebu can bust your big knee. <laughs> well, if you were doing a handstand when he ran over your ass, that probably would have happened. Yeah. yeah, well, details. Let's not get into that. Okay. Keep going about what you were saying. Well, what? Uh, no one encourage him. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, we and then... Uh, so as a young age, being um, second fiddle to a monkey, you and having <laughs> to sell monkey pictures when you're 18 you years old. Have you ever tried to sell monkey pictures in spandex pants, a green silk shirt, and a white silk <laughs> tie at 18 and get a date? <laughs> well, no, but it's... Oh, that makes sense. Whiplash, so the cowboy monkey. Is that how it makes sense with Anthony? Oh, that's why he is so jacked up emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like he's a roller coaster. Hey, he's not here to defend himself. You know what? He <laughs> not that that would matter. <laughs> yeah, so you, you can't, you know, and then and it's funny because the progression of whiplash. So dad would always what? one was I start. Well, we we bought our first two monkeys. One was a, a very so my first whiplash story is we went to Northside Coliseum. We bought two monkeys and two old English sheep dogs. Okay. That didn't care about herding sheep, but they wanted to eat them. Oh, so <laughs> which is Dad, a bit of an issue. Yeah. So Dad said, "Here's the deal, son. I'm going to go out there. I'm Tommy Lucia. I'm going to walk out there. I'm going to tip my hat, and you're going to turn the monkeys loose." Well, there was this one monkey named Speedy, and he was the meanest primate alive. Like, well, I can't even tell you since we're live <laughs> yeah. the stuff that he would do in his cage. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> So he gives me this little uh. bitty deal of paper, and he says, "You don't let you don't let Speedy scare you, okay?" So I'm standing there, and I've got the the leash around my hand, wrapped around because the old English sheepdogs are crazy, and Speedy's just looking at me like, "Boy, I'm gonna eat you," <laughs> and I like I'm like, "Speedy, you." Don't you know, and and he just you were just there. you were just trying to shit talk a monkey is what you're trying to do and it wasn't working, <laughs> <laughs> and so about the time they said ladies and gentlemen welcome the cowboy monkeys, Speedy grabbed that that leash, and proceeded to pull it to his mouth right because my hand was wrapped around it and bit this fingernail off, which created a gusher of blood. That went all over the dog and the monkey. Oh, God. And I turned the monkey out. And what did Dad say when he get back? What the hell happened back there? There's blood everywhere, boy. Speedy rode into the arena eating the flesh off the back of my fingernail. This is a true story. No, I'm not. I couldn't, I couldn't make. You can't make that stuff up. This is oh. perfect for rump chat. Yeah. <laughs> this oh. fits into our so, so well. You, you know, if so you what happened to Speedy later in life? I hope he got whacked. I don't know. <laughs> he didn't what, hit the hitch, did he? What did he hit the hitch? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Did the dog run under the yeah, hitch? Speedy. I don't know. No, Speedy lived happily ever after. <laughs> Speedy went to he a, went to a friend's farm. farm, right? Don't talk about Speedy. So, <laughs> if you watched Anthony, you guys have seen Anthony, right? Uh, I was you on his show the other day. You weren't on his show. Yeah, well, it was the first day. Oh, you were. Yeah, you were there. You were relatively unenchanting. I must have made, made a big impact on you. You didn't. Yeah, you were obviously. Non, non but anyway, so he got to drive a brand new four wheeler and a fancy feather light truck. Do you yeah. want to know what the original sheep unit looked like? Did you, Please is that what tell. you call it? A, a sheep unit? <laughs> well, everybody's got to have a unit. Some people have a sheep unit. Either a shark or a minnow. Oh, hey. Okay. Um, anyway, he, my dad had me. And I'm about 12, so I'm actually thinking that girls are cool. Yeah. I had to ride a Murray lawnmower hooked to a sheep trailer, and Dad decided it was best to double duel that thing. It was good for mowing the lawn, so he left the lawnmower deck on it. <laughs> First uh -uh. time in the arena, the lawnmower deck hangs up on the center uh. pole of the outgate. Can't get over, jump <laughs> off, push <laughs> it. I'm just oh. And you can't 10 horse Briggs you and Stratton can't get motor. a chick in spandex and on a Murray lawnmower. Oh. And why sleep with a monkey. Why didn't you I take didn't sleep with the monkey? Not sleep like beside it. He was in the trailer. The monkey ate my fingernail. <laughs> <laughs> why did he? I can see you're still butthurt about it. Why didn't I'm you not. just take the time to take the deck off? Because we were mowing with it, Rob. Well, you weren't mowing. It was a dual-purpose production item. <laughs> Listen to this. 
I mean, seriously, how, how many times back when you were with your dad on the rodeo company, did was there not something that was dual purpose? Uh, everything the everything Rumford was. has. I, that's what I'm saying. I, even their bucking horses, they took to a Girl Scout camp, and they were they were <laughs> they were the trail horses <laughs> well, in the off season, and then they would buck them. Yeah, it kept them good. It would kept them in shape. <laughs> Maybe I should go to the Girl Scout camp. You, know? <laughs> you didn't last at the Rump Ranch long. When did you bail? Uh, I didn't bail till college. Um, when I graduated, I graduated in May 18th of 1999, and I moved to Alba, Oklahoma on May 20th, and I never went back. Well, you owe your dad your Well, life. I mean, I've been back, but you, you know. Owe, I mean. You owe your pa, because what qualities you have, you got from your pa. That is uh, 100%. Well, and you know. And you're not going to admit that. I understand that. No. That's okay. And you worked for my dad as a rodeo clown. I did work for your a dad. A lot of people don't know that because, and I, this is Rump Chat where we talk real stuff. Real um, <laughs> well, monitored real yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, Batwing. I'm great friends with the Lucia family, but, and I, I uh, you're like, you're one of those guys that we're, f we're friends, but you also scare the crap out of me sometimes. Yeah, this and is so the most comfortable I've ever been around you. Yeah, this is uh, good. You guys have made it. You're a very. I had both of you, honestly. Like, it, you, I don't know if my building rodeo was the first indoor rodeo you ever did. Um, I remember his first gig. Yep. And you know what, though? Being hard on someone isn't a bad thing. It's. Look at you guys are the best. You guys, and it's not because I'm on your show because I probably would tell you different. You guys are the best at what you do. There's a reason for that. Mentors well, like me. No, well, that's it's it is honestly. Uh, my I don't know if I. Here's how it all started for me. I've been this will be my 13th year doing this. I've been took uh, Denver 12 years. But what happened was, I was in Omaha. And they hired me just as an announcer assistant. I was handing Tallman and, and Boyd scripts. Beth Griner, right? Yep, Beth. Yep, 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 yep Beth. And then because we I did worked the Wrangler Pro Rodeo tour. Yep, and yep. you and and Tommy and his team, <coughs> Tommy Joe and his team were producing it. And so I worked with them there. And he said, "Hey, why don't you come to Dallas and help us there?" So I got to go to Dallas, which was the finale, and. Um, you had me calling spots and everything. I had no, never. No, you said no. I said, "Hey, Hambone, you're going to call spots." Okay. So um, I've never done that. Well, you want to learn? It's, it's pretty simple. You'll figure it out. It was not as simple as you think. Because you, well, you completely a, jacked up the first open. No, I didn't. Well, Hambone's no, not the smartest guy. I don't know. I, you did. I was I like, I don't know. I don't. Anyway, remember. and let me tell my story. Okay. So Fine. I go to Dallas. I do that. Actually, th I didn't do spots that year because Kurt Blake was there. Okay. And Kurt was going doing Denver music, but then he was leaving to go do some PBRs. And so they said either one or the other. And so Kurt said, hey, you think you could do – do you want to do Denver? And I had been doing like Yuma, Sterling, Colorado, the Dusty Dozen. Douglas, Wyoming. small rodeos of surveys and, and stuff like that. And so I was like, uh, uh, yeah, I would love that. And You've been there ever since. And I've been there ever since. So if I didn't go to Dallas – for Tommy Joe, I'd meet Kurt, and but I got so much production uh, experience, which I think that I pride myself. I just don't go up there and play music. I'm looking how to help the whole production, well, so and that's I something I got from Tommy. But Tommy Joe would scare – he would just look at you. I remember one time I had a question, Rump, and I'm looking at him, and I'm going, uh, and, uh, uh, and I couldn't get it out, and he's looking at me, and he's staring at me like, yeah, what, what, say it. And Speak. I, could, I couldn't do it. 
I couldn't do it. And I said, I'll have to get back to you. (laughs) But he's just a very intense. Well, I'm not. I'm a nice guy. You you are. You just. I'm knew work, what you I'm wanted working on and, that. And did you, I did I freak you out? No, but you brought me in at a very when I first started clowning, my first indoor rodeo, Tommy Joe hired me to go to Raleigh, North Carolina. The biggest crowd I had worked at the time was in Greensburg, Kansas, that seats about one thousand. Tommy Joe brings me to Raleigh, North Carolina, PNC Center, sixteen thousand five hundred people. And then slaps me on the back and goes, don't mess up. Yep. That was my encouragement. But you I don't, don't know what to do. I just want to cry. Doesn't it make the hair on the back of your neck stand up, though, when you walk in and those people start to react oh, to you? And oh, man. That, uh, Raleigh and St. Paul, which you produced both in Columbus, were three of the, the coolest events. I mean, nothing. It's hockey on Friday night. And there's at, at Raleigh, there's no concert. There's nothing. It's mm-hmm. just a, a rough stock rodeo and barrel racing. And so to to have that that atmosphere and and to, to do stuff like when you had Anthony walk down the ramp with flaming ropes and we're blowing up bombs and cranking music, it's it's a little intimidating to a kid from Abbeville, Kansas, who's never seen sixteen thousand people in one spot before. You know, what I'm both saying? of you guys, both of you guys did fantastic from the very beginning, uh, and that's that's no. No bull. You, oh, that's you a were, lot coming from this guy because he does not give compliments. No, I don't. Very I, easily. I didn't actually give you a compliment. That doesn't mean you're good now. No. Oh. It means you started out better than you are I now. <laughs> I do. Ha- I do scary. have a question, and I've wanted to ask you this that's for not years. Very moral building. Thanks uh, for the support, TJ. I, <laughs> I've always wanted to ask Tommy Joe this, and I never have. But I feel like now that I'm, uh, 2020 is going to be my 10 year anniversary of being a rodeo clown, when I worked those big winter rodeos for you, and I'm sure you knew and you just didn't say anything, did you know that I used to bring in a 30-pack of beer and keep in the in the locker room and I'd slam beers when you weren't looking? Yeah, I did know. <laughs> you did My know? guys told me, and I said, whatever it takes to make it exactly. funny. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Because they'd be like, you're bringing beer in here? I'm like, well, yeah. I'm Don't let him see it. Justin Ruff, they're like, if Tommy Joe finds it, he's going to beat your butt. <laughs> the first I'm like, year, I'm going to hide it. The first year he did uh, Denver in those three days, I find him <laughs> after the second perf, and we still got another production meeting to go to and a perf. I go into his clown room, and he's underneath <laughs> his table, well, <laughs> curled up in a ball. <laughs> well, they don't teach you how to gauge. Okay, think if Motley Crue had to do three concerts a day. Uh, well, that's why they're on cocaine, heroin, stuff like that. No, on a serious note, I've said this, especially for Rob, right? I mean, people don't know if you're really in a bad mood, right, Hambone? They can't. Yeah. I mean, I mean you might be a little crappier on music than normal, but you're not terrible. But isn't it true? Than normal? Uh, on a, on, it's hard sometimes, isn't it, Rump, that you've got to go out there and you've got to be, you, you have to be, Happy, yeah. and you might. It might uh, honestly. It might not be. I'm. I, I'm telling. You, that's why those people get on the drugs. Yeah. Because they gotta. They gotta get somewhere that at that day you just don't feel it. Well, yeah, and the, uh, not so much during the winter, but yeah, sometimes I. I get like that, but usually it seems like if I'm having a bad day and don't really want to work a perf, um, once the the rodeo starts, I usually come to life. Yeah. You know, but like I used to do this thing with Cody Webster, and uh, where we would lay on the floor of the camper like for like 10 minutes pretty close to start a rodeo time and we just crank up Foo Fighters you know listen to I mean just try to like get your mind right but the thing about in production or being 
a rodeo clown or whatever, if you buck off, okay, if Sage Kimsey bucks off a bull, they're going to say, oh, well, you know, you can't ride them all. But if you have a clown that has one bad performance, people are on Facebook going, man, this guy sucks. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you almost you always have pieces of a performance. Uh, that's the one thing that I've grown from a production standpoint is that sometimes we're way more critical on ourselves than the fans even know what happened. There yeah. was a time when, when I was on the PBR that everything had to be perfect. The truth is you just don't want to let anybody know you messed up. And as a clown, half of the time when you screw up, that's the best part. Yeah. You guys got it good. Well, not that's always. The funniest, uh, that's, that's the time he's, he's the funniest. I put Ty Murray in a balloon one time. It was So there's a lot of times you think things are going to be really cool, and it really <laughs> looked like he was in a bladder. It looked like he was in a urinal bladder <laughs> at the PBR finals. And he's, he's, he's yelling at me, this is the stupidest thing I ever saw. And you're and like, get uh, in the balloon. <laughs> this thing's blowing around, and it doesn't look good. And, you know, so y y when you're in production, I mean, you've done it, Hambone, where you guys think, you talk about it, you think it's going to be fantastic, right? And then, it and then it, it's just like, well, that really sucked. But, yeah. but you, you've seen more good ideas than bad. Did you the ever? The best, the best, one of the, the best openings I've ever witnessed in my life was at Dallas that year. We had the family in the corner under spotlight with a soldier, like in his, like he was going off to war and he was dressed for it. And he had a wife and two little kids. And he hugs them goodbye, walks to the middle of the arena, turns back, looks at him, spots still on his family at the time went in. And he comes, and it was to Toby Keith's uh, Toby American, Keith, soldier, American Soldier, is yeah. playing uh, just the song. Nobody's saying a word. Um, and then he gets down in front of the buck and shoots, and then that part of when it says, an American soldier, I'm an American, and he raises his hands like this, and this gigantic flag comes falling down in pyro, and it was, it still gives me goosebumps. It was one of the coolest, and I've been trying to find a place where I could steal that opening, and I just can't do it. You should, you should call <laughs> that guy over the... But it was, it was, that was badass. You should but call that's that the mind of Tommy oh. Joe, though. I mean... The PBR, production-wise, wouldn't be what it is today without this guy. There'd be a lot of rodeos. I mean, he's one of the pioneers of production, and, and I'm not trying to blow your head up or it's anything. Working. It's just, <laughs> should I keep going? Yeah. But, but, um, but I do want to, uh, I did hear a story. Fast, slow I, I, I want to I hear, uh, didn't you like Jeremy Marchie on fire once? No, pyro? <laughs> Jeremy Marchie. So, you want the pyro, so yeah, you want that story? Yeah, I do. please. Okay, so we're at the PBR finals, and it was about six years into it. And every year, the problem in production is everybody wants something better. Yeah. Right? You got to be do better yep. than last year. So we had a 60-foot a ramp, and Randy Bernard said, I want the f ramp on fire. And I said, okay. So we put this 60-foot ramp up, and we pour the fuel. We pour fuel, and it's in the dirt. And we send the line rockets down, and we light this thing up. And my like my lead guy, Larry Primsey, you guys have seen him. Oh yeah, Overalls, Larry. All the mm -hmm. yeah. So Larry's there, and he's like, calls me on the radio, and I'm telling you, if we could document the radio conversations. <laughs> oh last yeah. Year, the call. He's like, yeah. this blah, 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 is it 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 is. <laughs> we can't even stand up here. It's really hot. We can't do nothing. And I said, don't send them. Right? Big oh. deal. Let it burn down. Don't send. Larry, don't send them. Then he says, come calls back, they want to go. I said, no, don't send them. And I won't mention the Cowboys that went, but they started running down the ramp. But what happens is they decided to run fast because it was hot. Yeah. Well, as they ran, they started bouncing the ramp. <laughs> oh, no. I'm, I had the fire marshal beside me and Thomas and Matt, and you couldn't see anything but this giant ball of flames. <laughs> 
and the Carrillos diving out of it. <laughs> and the last guy to dive out was Charlie Litchfield as a ginger, right? So he, <laughs> he definitely gets burned. Oh. And Cody, wa- of course, you can see Cody Lambert walking my way. So, you know, and Cody's uh. walking that way. And he stops. He goes, what are you going to do about frying 45 bull riders? And I went, well, can they ride? Well, we haven't decided yet. And so that was, and then we, we lit the, the roof of the Thomas and Mac on fire once. <laughs> it lit on fire, and my guy Larry says, um, don't look up. <laughs> which but means look up. Yeah, yeah. which <laughs> means look up. He goes, the roof is on fire. The and roof. The, the roof. The that roof. Is yeah. I would have sang it to you, and maybe just then you just naturally And I noticed. said, okay, are, is there anybody putting it out? And uh, he said, yeah, we're heading up there now. But it was just burlap around the steel. It oh, nothing big. Just yeah, a, wasn't really just the roof of the Thomas and Mac. It's not like when you kind of God. light your grass on fire at home. We did a lot of fire. The last fire story in Vegas. So they sent me from Caesar's Palace. This is when Caesar's Palace was the sponsor of the bull riding, right? So they sent me these guys with, with thongs on and drums. Oh, I remember that. that. The drummers. And Go- really the thongs were gold. I remember. Good-looking good men. You yeah. would remember. Right? You would remember. I do. Did you? But anyway, so they had thongs on, and then there was a chick with this elaborate feather, like six-foot-wide feather thing. And so we always light the letters on fire. Everybody knows that. We light the letters on fire, and they poured it a little heavy, and the fire went plumb out and got underneath the Caesar band. <laughs> <laughs> and they caught it on tape. <laughs> the dudes with the feathers are, are hopping around. <laughs> and the lady went running because her feathers caught on fire. <laughs> and so, yeah, we had we had moments. That's but, you know, you got to push the limits. You're gonna yeah. do, you don't get better unless you screw up. And I now and now yeah. with the PBR, when we were at Helderado days, when, when, when the PBR took it over, when we were in the afternoon. You know, they stuck us in the middle of the day. Nobody here. We couldn't, even, we couldn't get a pop bottle rocket. For an opening, we couldn't get nothing. Their night show—it looked like those Vietnam War uh, <laughs> with the napalm bombs and shit because they had all that extra power on there outside. It was the last event before they were going on summer break, and so they were just <laughs> your Getting pyro guys, nuke power guys. I'm yeah. sure now, but yeah. they—you know, pyro guys—they're like outside. Let's go. Let's blow it up. <laughs> but you know, um, I wonder when when did fire become such a part of rodeo and bull riding openings? Do you remember? Like, I wondered. Because well, it's, it's everywhere now. It's like even little outdoor, the rodeo in middle of nowhere in Kansas that starts in the daylight is going to have somebody with a Bic lighter and, and camp a can fuel, of fuel everywhere. Yeah. When did those? When did like fire become a mainstay of openings? Well, what happened was Jerome Robinson hired me to come into Laughlin, Nevada, because he went over to Brazil for that. Uh, what was that beer tour he did over it was, there? No, it's Venezuela. Venezuela. Polar light beer. Yeah, so he left me in charge of the PBR, and he left me a production routine. It, it, include, it included brass music, a tape of Steve Rumpelis' horn, and we did a flag, and it looked, you know, and Randy Bernard at that time said, what would you change? And I said, everything. And that's kind of when it started. And we, you know, Gogi, Gogi started, was, I've said this about Gogi, you know, you music guys that have a computer, when Gogi was the original music yep, guy. Yep. He had like nine, I, I'm not exaggerating, eight or nine CD decks and three tables of CDs. And he would be shoving them in and mixing what you guys do now. 
and I remember the first time we completely revamped the music and did the pyro, there were a bunch of naysayers. Oh. What do you do on the rodeo? I just can't imagine having this pump you up. Well, ladies That's and gentlemen, it. If you're welcome ready, to the PBR. <laughs> Ta da! So that's when it started. And the first time we ever did gas, we did it at Topeka, Kansas. And I didn't know what I was doing. So I sent the guys out to buy diesel fuel because I thought diesel fuel is less combustible than unleaded. That's a true story. It is. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. I'm a pyro guy. We <laughs> pour diesel fuel, and I'll tell you, diesel fuel will put off some black smoke. <laughs> yeah, it will. <laughs> a lot of black smoke. And the fans probably weren't on because you're hazing the room. So. Uh, it was it was <laughs> disastrous. Yeah, it was not a success. Like nobody watched the first section of Bullsby because it looked like... Uncle no, we evacuated the building. <laughs> it looked like Uncle Tommy was there <laughs> with a carton yeah. of Marlboro Reds. <laughs> He's cooking a chicken. Yeah. Hey, you know, Uncle Tommy hardly ever misses. You, when you were clowning for Rumford Rodeo, did you ever get to hang out with Uncle Tommy? I did, and he was my favorite. Oh. I, I'm not kidding. <laughs> we had a we had a secret bond. <laughs> you, I tell you what, Uncle Tommy. He, Uncle Uncle Tommy. You know, he's one of those guys that you know there's stuff happening, and you just don't really want to know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Tommy is mysterious, like Batman. You shine a light in the sky, and he shows up. <laughs> I just asked your dad how he was doing. He said he's 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 getting by. Yeah, he's. You know, you know, he's got a little training to do if he's going to get back in bullfighting shape. But you know, <laughs> don't we all? Everybody. <laughs> you, uh, you you fought bulls, so do you want to? Um, you can be in the once was a bullfighter bullfighter. Oh yeah, we haven't told Hambone. Tell Tommy Joe about her bullfight idea. So you have to be a bullfighter, and you you have to be like not not as in good a shape as you once was. Okay. And you can get in it. You have to be a good bullfighter who is now. I'm in terrible shape, but so I was not on. a bullfighter. What, what kind of bulls are you fighting? Little Mexicans or no. the old school? No, muleys, yeah. flea heifers. <laughs> well, that didn't work out so good for you. You fought a midget bull and got put out for nine months. Uh, yeah, That's for true. two months, and it was a zebu. They're okay. very mean. Sorry, See, I like didn't get Corey that Wall can't get in it because he's still skinny, so he can't get in it. Yeah, he's an athlete. Gain some yeah. weight, Corey. Jeez. You got to be a cheesecake type guy to do this. Yeah. And you're asking if I want to be in? No, I didn't say that. Rump did. What about this? Rump? What, what about if we set it up like this? We don't call it the the retired fat bullfighter deal. We call it <laughs> Return to Glory. That's it. Today on Return to Glory, we have three bullfighters, Eddie Hatfield, Tommy Joe, and Justin Rumford. It's been You're a while. You're going to put Eddie Hatfield with us? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's he, going to kick our butts. Well, he faced Why don't you go with, like, like Brogan, John Brogan. Brogan's, yeah. in it. Brogan's not fat enough either. That's true. What about Farzani? Is he still around? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's selling real estate. So that means he's fat, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Farzani could I'm be in our round. Or Reno Rosser. He'd be a good oh, Reno's oh, in. Reno's, it. Reno's would be de perfect. He's definitely in. Reno. Reno's in. Yeah, Reno like, would be in fact, fantastic. I think we, he, was, uh, he, was, he was the first day on. <laughs> oh, I fought Bulls at Cody, Wyoming. Yeah, this is another guy we had in a past episode of all the guys that. The Cody Knight Rodeo, not the July 4th Rodeo, the Cody Knight Rodeo. How many careers that has started? Unbelievable. And we, had no e we didn't have any idea that Tommy Joe started there. I was there before they had a bunkhouse. Ike Sankey was the stock contractor, and he had a steer, a roping steer, that he fought. And I had to work the barrel and fight bulls. And fighting bulls for the cowboy protection wasn't bad because those guys were so, you know, they just got thrown off. And you can always, as a cowboy protection guy, you can kind of bluff it. 
right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you really can, right? You can, like, run over there and put your body in front of them and run this way. And really run, ham it up. You know, and, and, and sometimes stuff gets hairy, and then you're, like, just a little late to the party. Oh, yeah. You know there. what I'm talking about, right? So I, I did the f- – but he always turned the steer out, and the steer hooked me and hooked me and hooked me. Every they, It got to be a joke. Hooked me, and I got so sick of it that that was the I went in. I, I'm not a bullfighter. Then I got my sternum broke at a Raptor G rodeo when I went in to try to hang up help with the hang up. Because you think as a barrel man when you're new that that's your job, right? Yeah. You know, it's like hang up. Ooh, bullfighter down. Uh oh. This is my this is my time to shine. I ran in there, and I got hooked so hard and so high that I remember seeing Clem McSpadden's face. <laughs> in the announcer stand thinking, when I land, this is going to hurt. Um. <laughs> True story. Took and a lot of butte, got through it. And Clem was probably like, I'll tell you what, right there is one of the best cowboys you can have trying to protect the cowboys in today's well, age of rodeo. That's the thing now. Now, you know, <laughs> they'll make a... That was good. They'll Thank make you. a save, you know. And, and then yeah. they'll be like, the announcer's like, Ladies and gentlemen, how about your bullfighters? Aren't they the bravest man? You know, and I'm like, they're just doing their job. Why do well, we have to brag? Sounds so like, like, does I it bother you? It does. You know what bothers like you is that they don't go, ladies and gentlemen, the lifeblood, the heartbeat of this show is the music. Somebody give it up for the one and the only Hambone. That's your problem. Well, that would be nice. Can we get, you know, can we introduce Hambone you know, on it's a... Uh, it's uh, nice that the microphones are on and everybody can hear, so it's no big deal. <laughs> it's no big deal. Um, um, anyway, no, I, 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 it's just I asked Don't, Boyd. You know what's that, worse? I asked Boyd that one time. I go, why do you brag? He goes, have you seen our bull riders? <laughs> he yeah, goes, yeah. I got to have something to brag on. Got to make sometimes, soup out of something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there will be ten guys and one of the guys ride. You got to brag on something. <laughs> but in the barrel, I love it when the barrel when they go, how about a hand for those life saving bullfighters and your barrel man? Um, yeah, yeah. but I mean, on. Since he is here, we talked about this, and Hambone didn't believe me. Corey, I can vouch that when he got thrown into the stands at Nampa, I made two rounds with that bull saving you, didn't I? Hambone says I didn't touch the bull. I touched that bull. Did you get thrown into the stands? Corey. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting his glory. Hey, you know what? Both both Will O'Connell, when you talked about just a minute ago – you know, mediocre bullfighters that never. <laughs> Will Where's Will at? Will's here. Actually, you know, all the oh, yeah. the bullfighter barrel man combo from the year that I saved the day at Nampa. See, y- and you know, you didn't. Hit, you hired Rump before he was a clown to pack panels. Yeah, I was. Me and Tommy Charters packed panels for the PBR. I know. That's why I, you helped us, too, I think. Or did, you, did you exclude that? I know. In 05, remember when we used to have to set up at the. One place, and then the second weekend we'd tear down. Oh, and, and then at drone. The PBR, we went from we went from Tampa to Atlanta. Yeah, no, from no, just in Vegas when we had to swap arenas. Oh yeah, and yep. then Jerome would make us put up like oh. three thousand different pin configurations. Now, how'd you like it setting up pins with Jerome when he'd be like, he'd do like this, he'd do this. Yeah, and and you had no idea, but you did know he was gonna not want it the way that you pinned it. That Jerome had no Legos as a kid. He had to wait as an adult to have <laughs> panels to play with. <laughs> right and he um, had people to do it what uh god i was just gonna ask something did I you google text. something no why I are you so attached to your phone because i had to get a our S- justin sports medicine update yeah. from oh, rick l- foster l- l- so lay it on us we can we can uh lay it on us. do it right now okay yeah, let's do it and thank you for uh to justin boots for these uh 
a guy that's, uh, we'll say, husky um, and doesn't like to wear a boots a lot, Justin Comfort Line, they're comfortable. Are they white? Well, those yeah. are nice. Are they? They're they, really nice. Do you select husky when you order them? No. No, I, those are the I actually used to have to, when when I was a kid, we'd get jeans at the tractor supply, oh, I, I and I, I had to shop in the husky section. I know. My dad How would be hard like, is that? I, it's terrible, look. isn't it? My dad would be go over to the rustlers to the heavy boys. <laughs> husky. I mean, yeah. my mom would be over there, oh, uh, these 32 huskies. Mom. Yeah, you're not getting And then laid. you're looking around, and then the hot girl from school comes in, and you're like, Hiding behind <laughs> the boots, <laughs> you're not uh, getting laid in a pair of rustlers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you know? So, uh, real quick, we'll do the Jadley's out sports medicine update. Uh, obviously, Bradley Harder's out with the hamstring rupture. Kobe Radley's out with the concussion. Austin Foss last night hit uh, had a hard, hard ride. Oh, he did. Uh, and his shoulder is separated, so Austin Foss is out for the whole for thing. the deal. Uh, I don't just as today. He's out today. Uh, day day okay. by day, day, and by I day. think, but um, I, I, I'm not it, – sh- shoulder separate. I don't know. I've never separated my shoulder and tried to get on a bareback horse. I think <laughs> I think I just tip my hat and say adios. Well, it depends on which shoulder, right? I think well, it's his riding arm, I'm sure. Okay. I think he feels like – remember on Hangover 3 when they're standing on the top of the hill over Vegas – and he goes, somebody should just burn this whole place <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of cowboys and other people in town feeling like that right now. So uh, Tommy Joe is uh, got an, uh, is pioneering another uh, deal. Uh, he's working with the Days of 47 in Salt Lake City. Um, kind of tell us about what you got going on up there. Well, about four years ago, they hired me to come up. You know, the Days of 47 is a 100-year-old rodeo. And back before our time, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like, you went to Salt Lake. That was like the Cow Palace. You know, it was one of the w- one of the ones you wanted to mark off. And they kind of lost their steam, and they hired me. We built a brand-new 10,000-seat stadium and uh, created a $1 million rodeo. And then we attached it to the Olympic traditions of that area. And the interesting thing is we give away legitimate. Like, they're made by O.C. Tanner, who makes the Olympic medals. We give away gold, silver, and bronze medals to our champions. And you guys know how cowboys are. It's pretty interesting to see them when they get their medal presentation. Like being a music guy there is rad um, because those guys will be, like, geared up. That's like cool. it's a it's a it's an important moment. So we got a great five-day rodeo July 21st through the 25th this year. And it's outdoor. I don't know. A, a summer rodeo feels right outdoors. So it it's, a, it's a, it's a it fantastic does. event. It's like Spanish Fork where you got the great – like there's hardly a bad rodeo in Utah. Utah is awesome. But it's the amazing. outdoor – like, it's just like football. Each stadium has its own lifeblood as, as Salt And the Lake. fans are amazing. For sure. When I went to Utah, because I came from Texas, I thought we had a lot of rodeos in Texas. Oh, my word. They've got more nice arenas in Utah than the entire country. Oh, it's awesome. I, that's what I'm saying. There's not a bad rodeo in Utah. Yeah. Well, that's – and it that week is so hard, too. That's the I th- it's the – that is the highest must week that's the, the Cheyenne, year. Nampa, Salinas, Salinas, Spanish, Spanish, Salt Lake. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's there's a something else. Uh, Ogden. Yeah, I don't know. Ogden. Anyway, but yeah, so, Ogden. yeah, Days of 47, is, it's a really cool thing they got uh, going up uh, up there. And then uh, what else you have with the WCRA? You've got the, the Triple Crown. Well, we just announced yesterday that we're a part of the Triple Crown, which the WCRA has implemented, where if you win three of their major events, our event is one of their majors, you win a million bucks. And 
it's a it's a concept that l lots of rodeo committees, lots of us have been talking about. And Gary McKinney basically with the WCRA steps up and said, "I've got the money. I'll write the check." And so they're doing it. So it's you know what? And it, it's not crazy. I mean, Wyatt Denny. I mean, Haley Kinzel has won our event three years in a row. So it's it's entirely possible that someone could win that million if they win three events in a row. Well, we think it's cool. Look at uh, Caleb Bennett's won or Caleb Bennett. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, the bareback rider. Uh, Stockton uh, won one. In no, the he's won four in a row. God Almighty. Casey. No, the ki no the four go rounds in a row. The oh. kid from California. Oh, Bigelow. Clay Bigelow. 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 Good Lord. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Four. Yeah. So if you're beating yeah. the top fifteen on the yeah. best horse in the world, right. four nights in a row, right. you can win three events in a row. So they get a million dollars. So that's it, pretty awesome. A and million it rotates. Bucks. You know, the cool thing is, is it it's a triple crown. So if you, as soon as you win one, you're in the game, mm -hmm. right? You know, and it rotates from year to year. So we think, listen. The cool thing is, put all the other stuff aside. You guys have to admit, rodeo is growing. Oh man, the big money! Time. Look at the look at the money coming into the finals compared to years past. Every bull rider in the top fifteen had over a hundred thousand dollars. And right? I remember not too long ago, BJ Schumacher. Remember BJ? Yeah, he BJ. won the world in 06. And I remember him telling then he goes, "You you get to eighty thousand, you're safely in." Now you you had to get in the six figures just to get well, the top fifteen. You know when Cody Whitney was the bull riding director. He said that was his goal was to get it where the fifteenth guy to make the NFR has at least a hundred thousand one. And before he got done being the director, it happened. So that's that's cool. Pretty pretty badass. Cody Cody may be skinny, old, and bald, but he's a great friend of Rum Chat, and he did a great job. So now I got a question. How how did you guys get patches on guys? That's cool. Oh, so uh, here's what we did. I I we actually have pictures with goats. I mean, what? <laughs> oh, you bribed them? <laughs> no, I. I filled out all the paperwork, and like, oh, did you get approval? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's legal, bud. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's tell y'all. Oh. I'm gonna tell y'all in uh, watching on the live feed and everybody here, getting a patch on a guy in the NFR is like trying to transfer like a million dollars from a will through 15 different family members. Like, you have to have a urine sample. You have to have a credit history. <laughs> you don't just you don't just get to like because this lady in the, the casino is like you should slap some more patches on some guys. <laughs> if you're not approved for that patch, it's a twenty five hundred dollar fine. Yeah, and until and it doubles every time until you take it off. And I've got what people say maybe not a great credit history, so we're trying to ease yeah. up on the the uh, the patches. But, but I'm assuming so, but, but how but many guys you got? <coughs> just Hunter. Just and Hunter and uh, about every bullfighter here, right, guys? Uh, hey, but and Tallman put one on his vest, Bobby T. Bobby uh -huh. T. And so he walks out in the arena the other night to get a check for from the Gold Coast for his uh, 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 Bob Tallman bowling tournament. Yeah, and there it was, huge, just Ooh. rump chat on Bob Tallman. So you guys are gorilla marketing. We've got like things right going. There. Well, you know, we pay in friendships. Uh, not so much monetary, but uh, the rump, friendships rump are what last a lifetime, Tommy Joe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's good. Now, now Hunter, you, you, you want to wear a patch, Tommy Joe? You know, someone asked me about Hunter, and I said, no, Hunter is the scariest human in Vegas today. <laughs> I'm telling you, there isn't nobody that guy can't whip. You should go over to 34th Street about 3 a.m. <laughs> I'll take Hunter with me uh. and win. Uh, yeah, Hunter's got that rip your head off mentality, the bulldogger mentality. That's we got to have. Some, we got to get to some picks from Gold Buckle Beer in us right here. Ah, yeah, the time is flying by. So what do we do? Are we doing the BFO picks? I are we going to go with the NFR picks? Why don't we do NFR picks? I okay, don't. I on. don't want to pick uh, today. You can look off my screen, Tommy. 
I don't want to. Uh, uh, okay, here we are. Bareback riding tonight. Can you see that, TJ? Kind of? Yeah, I can see it. Rump, do you have yours? Uh, Who starts it? Usually uh, our guest. Are you not prepared? You know, being involved in uh, production, you're on your timeline right now. <laughs> Easy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> you're fired. Round number nine. What, what pin is this? Uh, where's Will O'Connell? He's usually around for these questions. I have no idea. Hopper? I don't know. I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take Tim O. Tim O'Connell for the W tonight. He was what eighty five last night. And you know it's it. I don't care what you say. It's the it's the stoutest bareback riding group. Amen. In, in okay. A long long time. Amen. You, you ready for this? Tilden Hooper, William Wallace, the Servi Rodeo. Ah, uh, that's Tanner Oz. You're not prepared. Oh no. These oh no, my phone's so small and my eyes are so bad. This is an this is an iPhone six. I'm gonna go with Tanner Austin. Menace, yeah, it's it's new. It's not big. Uh, you sure you don't want to go Austin Poss? Uh, who are you going <laughs> with? Scarlett. He's going, you're going with Tilden? Or no, are you no, going no. with Tanner? Tanner Oss on William Wallace, because William Wallace is a is a bucker in this spin. I also like that uh uh the horse of Sankey's. That Sozo, that dude's been out once. That's a great That's horse a from 4X. Okay, I'll go. Tanner no. Ross. Tanner Ross. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Clint Lay. Clint Lay. That's all has I know. He, how's he done? He's done really well. He's he yeah. won the round. Oh, he doesn't want a round. Has he won a round? Yeah. All right. And he, he rodeoed with R.C. Landingham. They're really spreading uh, it around in the back. Rump, Rump has a special... Placing his heart for R.C. Landingham. I'm just saying R.C. Landingham's a good-looking dude, okay? Have you ever looked into his eyes, Tommy Joe? It's no. like the first time Rump heard the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <sighs> so, okay, bronc riding. We don't do the tight events here because Hunter Cure's going <laughs> to win them all. Hunter Cure in all the tight events. It's because you didn't want to do your homework. Yeah. Hey, let's just do the rough stock. We got that. Uh, that kid rocks out again, but J.J. Elshier's got him, and that broke leg is just oh. not functioning. I hate that Kid Rock him. is a bu – I would hate to get on Kid Rock with two good legs, and he's going to get on with one bad leg, dude. So that sucks. Hmm. I, I think I'm going to go with Zeke. That's what I was going to go, too. That's a, that's a good horse. That'll Sunglow. fit Zeke. Yeah, that's a big yellow horse. That's a full brother to Sun Pop. And you know Zeke's riding. Hey, there goes my rental huh. truck. Oops. <laughs> Is that your truck? It, it's just a rental. I'll get it later. Oh, AAA. Yeah, uh, there you go. I guess there's no me, parking. Sir. Park it out back. Didn't you know he's a star? Oh, well. I'm going to go. Uh, you know what? Sterling has had a terrible finals again. and But I think he, uh, he takes it tonight on two cookies. Dawson Hay Hickok, Stay Smith ah, Rodeo. Too. Have you guys been keeping track of how you're doing? Yeah. Absolutely not. Okay, I have good, been. Good. How are you doing? I'm too busy bouncing around to sweets, well, drinking other people's drinks. To be completely honest and be very Just humble. Just being a rodeo bum. To be very humble about everything, <laughs> really, of all the people in Vegas, I'm probably the one, probably the most smartest, the humblest. Most, the most smartest. Most smartest. Del that's a double negative. I got more rodeo you knowledge than most percent. Am I doing this good? I've only had two off picks in the BFO, and I'm hitting like 85% on my rump chat picks and 
Um, I am second in the Pro Fantasy Rodeo Tattoo League team, so no big deal. Uh, you're, you're second? Yeah. Who's winning? Um, I don't know who's winning it, but Bob, we'll find out. Bob Tallman is now in the last hole. Did they get uh, this thing? That, yeah, that, you that's get for this the rump chat. The there, there was 759 entries in our rump chat league. So next year, y'all, we I mean, we get basically given a VIP trip, airfare, hotel rooms, uh, VIP experience here at the BFO, Cavender's gift card, gold buckle seats uh, at the NFR, uh, uh, Boyd Gaming vest, gold buckle seats at a performance at the rodeo, all for twenty bucks. To to get in the ta uh, not ta the rump chat lead, so we're gonna have that again next year, but 759 entries and the winner gets that bad boy, That's plus cool. a, a buckle, and the package That'll and bragging good. rights, bull riding, and a chance to meet Justin Rumford with his shirt off, like a mm -hmm. like a hometown meeting, <laughs> and oh and 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 a date biscuit. with a, a date with Dusty Tuckness. Oh, that's Dick actually with on Tuck? There. Yep. Yeah, that's actually I on the website. I bet that's an exciting night. Yep. Yeah, there's only one thing he's afraid of, and that's commitment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, Bullrod. Sage Kimsey on Painted Ponies Bull. They already won it once on this bull this week. Holly, ho holy, holly. Holly, holy love. And you know what? Good for uh, painted. Good for the Painted Pony. It's good to see a New York bull out here doing good. Sage has uh, not got on that bull yet, and he's already at least 83. So, yeah. How, how many fan then uh, because I did it. How many fantasy guys in your deal decided it was brilliant to get Dalen? Everybody, right? And he is uh, me too, and he is attacking. But someone tell him just, just sit down and ride them. Just you don't have to rip their guts out. Yeah, I know. Come just, on. just Come ride. On. I've been watching ride. it. I'm going Dalen. I'm going Dalen. You're going Dalen? He's got to be sore enough that he's not going to try to pound the he's outside. Got a of him. He's got night moves at Calgary Stampede, which uh, Marrington was supposed to be on today, and I'm glad he didn't. Backed out. We yeah, don't Marrington want you. backed out on you? We don't you? want you because we, we got Tommy Jones. He would have been kind of oh, boring. Which Keith is, Marrington. Which is, I mean, I can't believe we, we've been trying to get Tommy Joe for two months, but he's kind of busy. You guys are cool. I listen to and your And you thing. backed out on this the best Thursday, so. You guys are, you okay. guys do a good job. <laughs> All yeah. right. I'm going TB3 on uh, 20 to life. High low. TB3? Right. TB3. Old Trey Benton. He's going to pull it out. You I've know how that is. It's either do or die with him. Well. He either wins a round or gets shot off like a yard dart. I, 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 and, the, and the ranker the bull, the better chance he's got. <laughs> he may fall off with the spinner. It makes it no sense. He's oh, the closest thing to a square cowboy I've ever seen. There's Jordan Holland <laughs> just arrived. Jordan Holland, everybody. Oh, God. Hey, before we tie up for the day, can we? I do want to do just a few BFO picks because Bullfighters only starts at 2. Um, this today, today and tomorrow, for everybody watching out there, obviously you're not going to make it today. Tomorrow might be the best round of BFO you've ever saw. Today's another redemption round. Um, it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. I'm not going to make a call, but the one, the round that it's going to be outstanding, round number three today, DeKevis Jordan, Weston Rakowski. Now, Weston, hold on. Uh, You're not going to make a call. I, I That's a pretty spineless move. It's because they're all inside listening to this. <laughs> you got to be everybody's friend. <laughs> all right, you stand know what? Stand up and take a stand. Who do you pick? The, In the, round three? The young kid? I'm going to take the kid. You're going to Kevis. You know, Weston's mom's right over there. Just gave you I the finger. I, I have nothing. Linda Gale just gave you the finger. We saw it. I, <laughs> the other big <laughs> round is the two dumb animals, and I don't mean the bulls, 
Toby Inman, Dayton Spiel. <laughs> That's going to be a rough one to pick. <laughs> Those guys are both tough. <laughs> yeah. They're so tough. You, no bull here. After bulls hook these guys down, they complain about their horns being sore. Okay. Those are the guys the bulls talk about. In the yeah. What did you say about did your you dad? Did you see that dude? He hurt when I hit him. Yeah. Uh, that's another one because Toby Emmon, badass. Dayton Spiel, badass. Like, I just I don't want to pick today because you know who the real winner is. Everybody at the BFO. Oh. That being said, those are my predictions for today. <laughs> Gold buckle beer, boy. Listen, me. anybody that steps into a pen here, right, with these bulls that they've got, they're the real deal. The BFO is is. It's Current Western lifestyle entertainment at its best. And and today, here's my argument to, to anybody looking at other associations, and nothing against them, but just look at it this way. A lot of, a lot of today is judged, wouldn't you say, Tommy Joe, on social media imprint. What you, like, their imprint yeah. on social media. Yeah, So digital media. BFO, out of that. Instagram and Facebook, has over half a million views, uh, half a million followers. The next guy's 30,000. But you look what they're doing. There you, go. you look what they're doing in the development camps. Yeah, I mean they're bringing guys along. I mean they someone have to should take note in the bareback riding, right? I, I mean think they're, they're bringing you know guys in. They're bringing young athletes in that have never seen a bull. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, they're sitting here in Vegas. It's it it's it's fantastic. Well, that's cool, what like with done. with Ferg, you know, you look at Ferg and you're like, who's a skater boy? But they forget he fought the NFR twice. You know, but that's he. he there's so many other athletes out there that don't have to. Yes, cow sense helps a bunch. But, I mean, we got to get guys coming in because this is getting so big that, you know, I mean, it's just like anything. It, uh, you know, guys get older. Like, like a friend says, Father Time's undefeated. Father Time. Well, and this is new. So to, to say that the lifespan of a bullfighter, a BFO bullfighter, is X, nobody really, really knows yet. It's right? unprecedented. Right? I mean, Inman's like, how old's Inman? 114. 173. I mean, he's fearless. Yeah. Well. You know what? It's just been awesome having this guy sit in between us and talk because I've uh, got a ton of respect for Tommy Joe, what he's done, what he's accomplished, what he's doing now. And just, just glad to call you a <laughs> bud Heck and yeah. a neighbor, Weatherford, Texas. We are neighbors. Well, and we never see each other. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Anyway, so happy to have Tommy Joe Lucia on today. Let's give him a round of applause, everybody here at the uh, BFO, and we'll see you guys yeah, inside. Yeah, everybody. And, uh, yeah, come on. There's only 48 hours left to Vegas, so we might make it. Let's go. Adios. See you all tomorrow. Rough chat.